Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dared to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello, 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 and a big shout out to all of my international, national, and local listeners. I hope you're all staying safe and staying well. And remember, we're in this together, and we're going to get through. Today on Transformation for Success, I have a great treat for you on the show. Two special guests who dare to dream, take risks, and transform their lives. My first guest is Miss Michelle Moore-Bell, who is an entrepreneur of Salon 21 and founder of the wellness group Breast Health Awareness. Michelle, I'm so excited to have her on the show today because she's about beauty, health care, and wellness for women. So welcome, Michelle, to the show today. Thank you, Dr. Barbara. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, one of the things that I'll just share with my listeners about you is that your career transformation began a little while ago, but it was really interesting that you made a decision to go from being an employee to becoming an entrepreneur. And you know, the reason why I kind of mentioned this is because during this time now, with this pandemic and the fact that many of us are quarantined and staying at home, Some of the people coming out of this, and I know we will come out of this, may become entrepreneurs. So going from being an employee to an entrepreneur. So tell me, what was it like and what have you learned since you've been on your journey of change to help women more specifically? Well, I have learned that everyone wants to know that you care and that they are important. And I truly care about women. That is why I started my own beauty and wellness business, Mm -hmm. and it has certainly certainly been a journey of um, happiness and joy as I can contribute to their lives. I think that's wonderful. But, you know, but Michelle, tell me, when did you learn that you had this, this spirit of entrepreneurship? Well, when it was in 1981, I was working at Hughes Aircraft Company. I decided to leave there and uh, attend cosmetology school. And during my training, that's when I learned I had an entrepreneur spirit. I was so excited. Still have the joy today. And I'm just so so glad that God blessed me with the ability to make a difference in the lives of others. So you went from uh, a corporate uh, headquarters, like Hughes Aircraft was a big corporation, and yeah. you you went from there to go to cosmetology school. That's a big. That's like a big sort of transition. That's a big switch. It, I mean, <laughs> I mean to go learn how to do is. hair. I mean, were you ever as no, a child? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to get pardon? this. 
I'm just trying to get this background because like uh, as little girls, many of us played with dolls and, you know, many times dolls with hair. And so one of the things I've talked with many people in the hair industry, and they actually liked doing hair even when they were a child. So were you ever interested in in doing hair? Ever. (laughs) Never. I went to the salon every week to have my hair serviced. I never knew I had the gift. Oh my it was goodness. just so awesome. And I just said, thank you, Lord. I can do this 24 hours a day. I can do it for free. That's how wow. much I love it. And uh, it's, it's just been awesome. Never knew I had to give. You know, and that really is an awesome thing to say because you really, you know, didn't grow up and thinking this is my purpose or this is my gift. And you found that you could even do it for free. That in itself lets people know you truly have a calling, you have a gift if you're going to do something and you do it for free. So how did the transition occur where now you're doing hair and and you're probably making money too at that and you decide you want to do a business? How did that come about? Well, um, I'm self-motivated and I'm a go-getter and I just seen myself having my own business. I see myself training other hairstylists to go into entrepreneurship. And I, I love giving. I love teaching. And that's how it, it all came about. I prayed about it. God mm-hmm. blessed me with the perfect spot. I was there for 23 years. Before I, I sold that building, went to another building and, well, sold the business. I didn't own the building. And so that's, uh, that's how I got started. I could see myself when I was working at Simply Raw Hair Designers as having my own salon. And she was a great mentor, Buffet Davenport. So I just took it from there. Now, did you also get into, uh, when you're in the salon business, did you have to go to take some business courses or, or anything to yeah. learn how to, okay, how oh, to, yeah. you know, op- you have to uh-huh. take business. Yes, uh-huh. that's true. Yes, you want to learn how you want to retail. There's so much involved in, in the hair business, not just doing hair, retailing, uh, building people's confidence, training them, being a mentor. So it's it's just been a wonderful journey. Well, it sounds like it's been a wonderful journey, uh, a dream of doing something that you love. How many of us can really say that, you know, we're doing something we really love? Now, when you um, talked about teaching the benefits of going to a professional and using quality take-home hair care products, were you, were you inventing your products or were you using other uh, products from uh, other you know, manufacturers or people who were doing those products? Yes, other products from different manufacturers. I use uh, professional products. So I mm-hmm. love teaching the consumer that they need the professional product. You need to go to a professional Purchase the products from the professional in case you want to touch up and do something at home. So it's just so very important in keeping your hair healthy. Well, I mean, I, and I think it's laudable, too, because we, we had a movie that just came out, and I'm going to encourage all of my listeners around the world, uh, called Madam C.J. Walker, because it's a story of an African-American uh, billionaire who started out with uh, home care or uh, hair care and generated yeah. a fortune, but also using your concept, training others. But she also had salespeople. She trained sales, a yeah. sales force to market her products. And so that is quite a story. I'm just putting a plug in to sort of uh, heighten what uh, 
Miss Michelle Morabell has done with her business. Um, the business is located in a very uh, well, what I would say, upbeat area, uh, which of course entices people to want to go to a shop in an area that's you know, um, you know, a nice area to go and and uh, be uh, beautified for the day. Because <laughs> I love getting my hair done. But tell me, what was your greatest challenge? Um, as a business entrepreneur, and how did you overcome it? Um, you know, I've just been blessed along the way. I can't think of the biggest challenge that I had. I had great people working with me who caught on to my vision, and, uh, and I trained them that they would leave and take what they had learned from me and do the same thing. Um, I just really can't think of anything um should be some challenges huh <laughs> but it's, it's well, just been a wonderful it's been wonderful well the thing about it is uh, uh the reason why i asked that because when you're dealing with people and you're generating a service to people it is not always going to be uh positive and upbeat um, so the and and being that in the hair care industry and dealing with so many operators with temperaments and different personalities, that's sort of more or less my question. Uh, because if you had a large, did you have a large salon where you had a lot of operators? No, How, no, no, no. Okay. It was a small salon, which okay. that's what I wanted. I uh-huh. wanted four chairs in case I had to ask them to leave. And so okay. when they came, I told them what I expected of them and what they would receive from me. So maybe okay. this is the salon for you. Maybe it's not. And I had great people. What and would you it, say? If it didn't work out, pardon mm-hmm. No, that's good. Go ahead. If it didn't work out, Again. then? Yes, if it didn't work out, and there was only uh, two people. I told them that it was great while they were here at Salon 21, but I see that Salon 21 isn't for you. Okay. Nothing personal, but you know, I think you should move on. And so that was it. I, only, I didn't have to let people go. And same with my customers. I attract people who are like me. They're pleasant people to serve. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that is great. I mean, because really, um, as it relates to the beauty industry, it can be so... Fragile, in a sense. And the reason why I say that, because I have talked to other uh, hairstylists, but uh, who are actually dealing with, uh, I should say, uh, personalities in the media, in the entertainment world. And sometimes it could be a little bit uh, challenging. (laughs) Right. So you may. It can be. And I've seen that. But yes, I didn't experience that. Even where I was trained, there was 16 Uh hairstylists there. It was still a great experience for me. I'm focused. I do what I need to do. And, you know, it was wonderful. Even with 16 hairstylists, 16 stations. Now, the owner, I don't know her experience, but it was great with me. I didn't own the salon, but just worked there and was trained there. Well, I mean, it's my business. Well, it's great, Michelle. I mean, really, I think you've done well. You know, I watched you from afar, and I know uh, the personality type that I see is calm, always loving, and generous, and poised. And so I could see 
that you could bring that kind of, uh, you bring your personality to your business. And I think that's what's important. As women, we do bring our personalities to our businesses and possibly your personality is very conducive for that industry and that particular salon. So I, w- I want to thank you uh, and applaud you for doing it. You've been very successful with that. Now, as it relates to your wellness group, you again, have continued every year to host a free admission breast and whole health breakfast forum. And I want to know, how did you segue into doing work with the well and starting the wellness group? Well, it was one day at my salon, the Lord said, I have blessed you with the ability to make a difference in the lives of women, both inside and out start a health campaign. It's like, what, Lord? And that's how I got started. And it was inside my salon. And then he said, uh, take it outdoors. And we took it outdoors. He said, someday you'll take it indoors. And now we are inside. And that's how I got started. And I created a nonprofit. And that's mm-hmm. another way where... I can uh, care for women, empower women on health. Mm -hmm. And so that's how how I got started. Okay, now are you, when you talk about um, the breast awareness and whole health, are you planning to expand this year into some other areas? Well, yes, um, because of what we're going through now, I really want to concentrate on self-care add self-care to the conversations that we're going to have and also have, have a conversation on the immune system, keeping yourself it's, strong and healthy, eating the proper foods that you need. So isn't it I already have the speakers for this year, so it's all set, but those are two things I'm going to add to it. Uh, sister, uh, taking care of your immune system and self-care. Now, what does the self-care include? Uh, when we talk about self-care, as, you're, as you understand it? Uh, self-care, uh, it can be like just having a quiet time, praying, mm-hmm. okay. meditating, mm-hmm. recap, recapping on your life, recreating. Mm-hmm. What's best for you to keep okay. you strong, to keep your head up, praying to God? Mm-hmm. But it's all about you, taking time out for you. I love it. What are the benefits? I love it. Actually, it's really uh, something now that do you feel in light of the pandemic and what we're experiencing now that maybe this is moving more of us into the area of self-care? And interestingly enough, you, you bring up about the immune system. And we also know that there's talk now about taking care of the building up the immune system does allow one to be mitigated against some of the outbreaks and some of the diseases when your immune system is healthy. So I think you're right on target. And I really want to thank you for that. In in light of the, the current circumstances, you had planned to do your whole health breakfast forum earlier. So when are when is this going to take place now? It will take place on Saturday, September the 26th. 
Okay, so we're we're down the road, September 76. We should be in better health and circumstances that we can yeah. come out. <laughs> and and where where are you where's it gonna take place? It will take place at West Angeles Church in the Crystal Room. Okay. All right, so yes, we'll we we'll make an announcement. A- oh, that's great. West Angeles Crystal Room, which is located on Crenshaw in Los Angeles, for my listeners who are all over the world, we're located yeah. in California, and uh, that's where this will take place, September 26. Michelle, I have one other thing. I, um, you educate and 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 you inspire, and you have inspired so many women to look good and feel better. If you could place a billboard anywhere, a billboard sign anywhere, what would you put on it? Well, where would you place it, and what would you say on it? Uh, I would place it in the Crenshaw District, and I would say, health matters. You must advocate for yourself. Health matters. You must advocate for yourself. I think that's great. Oh, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I mean, and sharing a bit of information, a little bit more information about who Michelle Morbell is. And I tell you, this has been a really insightful interview with you, Michelle. And I want to wish you a lot more success. And if you'd like to contact Miss Moore, you can contact her at www.michellemorebell.com. And again, I want to thank you for being on the show today, Michelle, and you have a great week. And again, September 26th, we will be looking forward to systems about talking about your immune system, self-care, breast awareness, and we will celebrate with Miss Michelle Moore-Bell. Thank you, Michelle, for being on the show. You're great. Thank you. Great week. Have a great week. It's been my stay pleasure. Safe. You too. Stay safe. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Bye. Wear mask. <laughs> Bye-bye. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. 
to reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, 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 and let me welcome my second guest for you today. Remember, I promised you an outstanding show today with two guests, not one, but two. This is an outstanding woman who dared to dream, take risks, and change lives, Dr. Carol Soloway. Let me tell you about Dr. Carol. She's a multi-published, best-selling author, celebrity, chiropractor, and state-appointed qualified medical examiner whose newest book, titled The Surprise Circus, that is an inspiring and imaginative children's book, co-authored with her six-year-old granddaughter, Aria Soloway. Can you believe this? Well, welcome to Transformation for Success, Carol. I'm so excited about your new book. (laughs) I'm more excited because what happened today with the new book. What happened today? Did it make bestseller, Amazon bestseller? What sure happened did. today? In, in children's fiction in Australia and in two categories so far in the U.S. Well, congratulations, and it is noteworthy that we have you on the show today. For all of my international, national listeners and local listeners out there, but let me just say this, Carol, how did you transition to writing a children's book with your granddaughter? This is amazing. Amazing, because I've known you for some time, and you're a great author, and transitioning to writing a children's book. Tell us, how did this happen? Well, as anything with six-year-olds, she was only (laughs) five then, so she's matured now. Uh, With anything, it, it happens organically. I mean, we were just sitting in the backyard and talking about a circus, and... You know, and and she had never seen one. So we started talking about the characters. And then her imagination took flight. And I I said, what would the clowns do? And she said, oh, they'd honk the horn and wake up my baby sister. And what would the juggler do? And he would throw the baby sister in the air with her pies and everything. So from that... We, I, I just decided, wow, this is really a good story. But wow. it's something that would make children giggle. Oh, but that wasn't goodness. enough. We had to add something that a lot of children's books don't have, which is a moral, a lesson. Okay. And that is important because there are children's books and there are children's books. And, and I understand that. This book gives an important message not only to children, but also to adults as well, to parents as well. And more importantly, Carol, Dr. Carol, that uh, Aria was five, as you said, when when, uh, you guys wrote this book. And then you had another person, Olivia Charget. Is it Target? Target? Target. Target. Olivia Target, who is 15 years old, and she illustrated the book. So it's like the the collaboration of three young, I'm going to say young Carol, (laughs) 
<laughs> young area. No, 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 no not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to say, yeah, you had young and hard to put this book together, Carol. This is a fantastic book. Well, is a fantastic- and then we also had Les Brown writing the forward, so we've got a lot of ages going here. Well, did you have to pull his arm to, to get this highly touted motivational speaker to write the forward? What does he know about children's book? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> oh, he had no, I pull his arm, <laughs> twist his arm. No, he was so... <laughs> excited about having because what did he say you know it's never too young you're never too young to learn about motivation and and believing in yourself and that's what uh that's what we discussed and he wrote a beautiful forward that is more appropriate for today than from two months when he wrote it well you know it's very interesting that this book you know, came out, I think, on uh, uh, April 2nd. Um, and no, the fact it came that, out today, today. Oh, it came out today. That's right. But, but I thought it was going to be officially launched on the 2nd of April, which was International nope, Children's today. Book Day. Today, today, today. Right. Okay, that's why it's so important. And who would have thought, Carol, that we would be going through experiencing times such as this, not just here in the United States, but all over the globe, that here we are, you know, uh, going through this pandemic and we're on lockdown. I don't like to use that word lockdown, but we're quarantined to stay at home and to be safe. And a lot of parents are tearing their hair out, from what I can understand, with the children, you know, trying to keep them entertained, uh, especially younger children. I can imagine an aria having about two or three arias running around my house. Boy, it would, be, you know, to try to keep them entertained. So here you have this book, which I think at such a time as this, this is a godsend to parents. What about this? What is it about this book that will inspire the parents as well? Well, first of all, the parents will be, as many have, and I have a couple of first grade teachers, kindergarten teachers who just fell in love with it, laughed out loud. And as a matter of fact, my 10-year-old grandson said that, that if he laughed, little children will really giggle. So <laughs> I think parents having something that the children will enjoy for uh, you know, for however long it takes to read, probably about 20 minutes. But then there are some discussions like, what is it that you're great at would be a great, a, a fabulous question. Because that's what Aria and, and her little friend, Honor Brown, who you've met him, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Her little friend who's Les's grand, grandson, uh, who we've all met, uh, says to her, you have to find what you're great at. And she thinks, well, the bus driver tells me I'm a great bus buddy, and my teacher tells me I'm smart. And, you know, Daddy says I'm beautiful, of course. Every father says. (laughs) And Mommy (laughs) says I'm the light of her eyes. But she decides she has to think about for herself what she's great at. And she comes up with she's the best big sister that she can be. Oh, and she really I, is. I've seen her. I've seen her take care of oh, her my little sister. Goodness, was this? So, was this, you know, uh, so it's questions that parents can ask their children when they're reading the book with them to them. 
Now, I understand that you are reading. Are, are you now reading books or doing something where you're reading books uh, for children right now? I'm reading. I've, re- I've read, of course, The Surprise Circus, and I'm going to start doing some readings every eve. Well, evening would be, I have to pick a time that'll will be East Coast friendly, too. And I'm going to read each night a children, a different children's book, which I just got several in the mail because Aria didn't love Dr. Seuss's books that I had. So I got, okay. I got a couple of books in the mail and I'm going to be reading them for 15 minutes an evening just to give mm-hmm. a parent a little break and delight a child. I think that's wonderful, Carol. I want to ask you a question that's probably been asked of you, uh, people talking about the book. Um, here you have a six-year-old, well, five, and she co-authors a book with her grandmother. you got a sophomore student, 15-year-old. She illustrates the book. And then you have a message that, and I think maybe Arya said it, you know, about kids need to believe in themselves. But what is it about be hungry? They need to believe in themselves, and they need to be hungry. What does that imply? Well, actually, it's it's explained in the book that uh-huh. I can do because when <laughs> when Arya's little friend says to her, "My granddaddy says you got to be hungry," she takes it literally as all children would and says, "Well, we can serve popcorn at our circus," and he explains, <laughs> "No, yeah, yeah, no, being hungry means you have to want something so much that you'll work day and night for it." And, and and you have to just just almost, well, he didn't say this in the book, but you have to almost taste it or visualize it. But so really teaching children, you know, with today where nobody can cry and nobody can, everybody has to win, but teaching children that if they want something really badly, there's work. And that is so important for children to learn today. That is so true. I, I mean, I could just see that. Well, I just wanted you to explain that. I had, you know, read a part of that book, but I wanted to have my listeners know what do we mean when we say kids need to believe in themselves and they need to be hungry. Where is Aria with all of this? How is she taking this as a six-year-old <laughs> that she and grandma have a well, book it- that's a bestseller now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is, she is, a, a matter of fact, she sent me a video, they sent me a video when she opened the book, and she just said, I love it, I'm, I'm so happy with it, and she was just, well, she planned on doing, I don't even know how she thought of this, but she went and got glasses and a fancy dress and said, this is going to be my author, <laughs> author photo, and that was what we used on the back of the book, and then she said, I'm going to do book signings. I, I just said, oh, what, whatever. So she's, no, she's into oh, this. She, she's, she's motivated. Oh, my God. Now, oh, yeah, it's there, just so funny. My goodness. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that people out there are going to be impressed with this five-year-old who is so talented, obviously, um, and that, I mean, I want to know when we come back from break, but we've got a few minutes 
what are your plans for future with you, Aria, and maybe even Olivia, since she's kind of in here on the illustrating part, um, and where, what are your plans next for another book? Is there something else that you and Aria are cooking up? Because I know Grandmother Carol always has something interesting on her plate. <laughs> so are you guys thinking about a sequel to the Surprise Circus or something else? We have, of course, completed a, one other book, and we have two others in the works. And we're going to take a breath first, you know, a much-needed author relaxation. <laughs> and Olivia is on board. She kind of wants to do something with superheroes. We we can put that to our imagination, uh, put our imaginations to work. But, oh, no, she's on board because her style is so important to the, oh, how can I say this, to the joyful nature of the book. Okay. And, and don't we need joy right now? I mean, if anything, we need joy. I mean, gosh, there's so much somberness that, uh, I appreciate that we have this book, and I we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the questions that people that have people that have asked you maybe about the book. Do have people been asking you some questions about this book, and maybe you can share some of those um, that have you know those questions that have been given to you, Carol? Sure. What was one of the first uh, most maybe uh, important questions that you felt was asked you about this book? The most important question, I think, is, of course, why did you write a children's book? Because I've written two mm-hmm. um, novels for women. And, you know, why, did, why didn't you write a sequel? And it, it was more that while, you know, women did resonate to my books, et cetera, said they, they were moved, I decided, you know what, the most Fertile time is when we're children, and I want to address. I want to address that and do as a former teacher. I want to see what I can do to make people motivated, uh, excited, especially in this time. And when we wrote it, we had no idea of, of what was. And no one did so what was going to happen to society. But I decided that this is the time to get to get people, the time to get people motivated, excited to start their patterns in life. And you know this too, as an educated, as an educator, is when they're children. Yes, I so mean, true. That is so absolutely, I totally agree. The way we learn, they so, are. I mean, stories are. So, and, and the most telling thing was that I, I said some, one child told me, you know, my parents always want me to read and they buy me all these books, but I never see them read. Oh, wow. Carol, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back because we need to talk about that. Hang on. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. 
Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Says, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back. With my guest today, Dr. Carol Soloway, a dynamic woman who's changing the world through her book, The Surprise Circus, which is now an Amazon bestseller in Australia. And where else, Carol? It, it's the number one new release in the U.S. in two categories <laughs> so far. And we're so moving. Far. And it just came out today. Well, you know, I am so excited. So any of the listeners who just tuned in, The Surprise Circus is an inspiring and imaginative children's book that brings a very important message to children. When you believe in yourself, you can achieve anything, even something as amazing as a circus. Now, I'm going to just share a little bit uh, because I love it, Carol, in the book. Six-year-old Aria, who is was five when she wrote this book with her grandmother, she's disappointed uh, because the circus doesn't come to her town. So she calls the ringmaster. This is what this book is about. And each week, the ringmaster sends her a circus character whose mischievous antics will delight and dazzle children. The strong man lifts all the furniture, the juggler throws her baby sister in the air, the fire eater burns down the curtains, the clown tosses her mommy's fresh-baked pie in the air, and they're all these antiactics, and I'm sure the children are going to love it. And more importantly, and I'll just put a plug in for Les Brown, the world-renowned motivational speaker, he wrote the foreword, which will also inspire parents. So, Carol, one of the things that you mentioned as we went on break about this marvelous book, that one of the questions was that many of the children don't see their parents read. They don't read because they've never seen mommy or daddy read. How sad. What do we do to, to maybe mitigate against some of this? What can we do? What do you think should be done? Can we? Well, <laughs> Yeah, and and it's and what did I what did I read? Children's 
books reviews that if when there are 20 books in the home, children average three more years of schooling than children from bookless homes. I mean, so, okay, buying books is not the answer. But the time to start reading to your children, mm-hmm. it, I read it said almost at birth. It said the greatest amount of growth of the uh, of the our brains occur mm-hmm. between birth and five, and by three, about eighty percent of our brain's core structure is formed. So, reading to children is so important, and when you read to them, I think it was it, when family members read three or more books a week. The children will do better in school. They'll have better comprehension. I mean, it's and and they're seventy seven percent more likely to read early or pretend to read. I believe that, and I, I've seen. And have you seen the pictures of of uh, where there's a teacher or a volunteer in a library that's reading to kids, and you look at how they're all rapturedly, you know, they're so intent, they're looking up and they're, you know, and it just like takes them to different worlds. Um, and, I, and I believe this. You had some stats on the parents who read to their, were those some of the stats about parents who read to their, they do better in school. Those are some of your stats that you kind of cited a little bit. Oh yeah, and and the and it's only they're suggesting like twenty minutes a day. That's it. Only twenty and, minutes. And what parents? Yeah. Now, what parents oh. can't afford that? And they're they're likely to score twenty five percent higher in reading <laughs> than children who are read to oh, less, wow. just by being read to. So, and, well, I, and, but you have to find a story that they're going to love. That's true. That's true. One of the things, Carol, um, you had said, you know, zero, one to five, there's an age, uh, you know, category zero. that. Zero. Children, zero. Well, I even heard in the womb that you can start, you know, reading and singing and playing music. You know, they've talked about that, even training the child from the womb. But uh, I can, I can definitely talk about the credibility of children reading books and parents reading books. My husband and I have just shared this little experience found with television where we're watching, all watching TV, and the kids were like six and seven. And we, he asked a question, what did you, what did you just hear? What, what did you just see or what did you just hear? And they turned around and shoved their shoulders and said, I don't know. And that was it. So the television was cut. The plug was cut. My children were not able to see television for three years. They're grown now and they still <laughs> talk about that experience. For three years, no television in the house. We read. We read. We did puzzles. And of course, you know, out of that came a product of what? Avid readers. And good writers. Right. But I'm saying that everybody has to pull the plug, but that's what we did. And I can just say from personal experience, it does work. So what would you say to parents out there um, in response to uh, what you do know and why they should get this book and read this book to their children? Because it's something I think when you see maybe with the attraction might be that the author, one of the authors of the book, the co-author is six years old. And that that would inspire children just even knowing the author of this book was six-year-old with her grandmother. <laughs> so 
what would you say, like, final few words about this book? I, I would say that it, to instill uh, this love of reading, which is we see so important for adulthood and for mm-hmm. schooling, you have to find a book that the children are going to love, you know, either the rhyming, the pictures, and that's what we don't have rhyming, but that's what we tried to do. And the other thing within the book, which I kept to, is when there's repetition in the book, like sentence patterns, like the ringmaster didn't answer, but he sent her a package. And then the children's minds are are. Well, get formulated to recognize patterns, and that that we're we're trying to work on skills. And when books don't just have you know a silly story, and I'm not putting down other books because there are amazing books out there. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. they have a story, but when they also have the patterns that the children, you know, they get a sense of accomplishment. They know what's coming next. You you know what I'm saying? They're sort of yes. reading along yes. and waiting. So we're working on not only in this book, not only their comprehension, but also their imagination, you know, their imagination and trying to instill the love of reading in children by having a great story, fabulous, fun pictures and making them giggle. Oh, yes. Oh, this should make them giggle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this should make them giggle, Carol. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for you for getting this book. And it was so timely. And who would have thought? I mean, none of us would have imagined such a time as this, that this book is out. Tell me very quickly, because I want to know, make sure that people know where they can get this book right now. If you want this book, where can they get it, Carol? Well, because of what's going on, when it came out, which was today, I Mm -hmm. paid it 99 cents for the Kindle. So any parent who has a Kindle can go and read it to their child. And then if they fall in love with it, of course, they can order the hardcover. Um, But what I'm saying is I wanted to get it out today to as many parents. So they can go on Amazon, The Surprise Circus by Dr. Carol and Aria Soloway and illustrated, of course, by Olivia Target. And they can order it and then read it and see what their children, how their children react. And then certainly it's available in hardcover today, too. Uh, I would hope that people will respond. Is there a way they can respond back to the authors to let them know uh, about how the children received it or how they received it? Is there a way they can provide feedback? Oh, I love that. I'd okay, love so that. I... I want you listeners out there to give feedback to Dr. Soloway at www.carolsoloway, and I'll spell it, C-A-R-O-L-S as in Sam, O-L-O-W-A-Y dot com. That's again, I have, w- a better, I have a better idea. What? They can... If they email me, I'll send them a preview of the coloring book that they can download. Oh, and I'll give you my email. Well, we can email Dr. Carol Soloway. Give them your email, Carol. Which one do you want to use? Dr. Carol Soloway at gmail.com. That's simple. Dr. Carol Soloway at gmail.com. 
again, and you can go on the website as well. But Carol, I want to thank you again for being on the show today. You're such an inspiration. You always are, and your other books have been great too. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about them. We want to yeah. focus on that surprise yeah. circus. Um, and I want to wish you success. And I know that four more books are going to be coming with Aria Soloway, Dr. Carol Soloway, and Olivia Target. And they will continue their collaboration for you. So, Carol, I want to say God bless you because this has been such an incredible opportunity, unfortunately, with a time like this, but it is an opportunity. So, listeners out there, I just want you to know that we have a few last words to share with you is that although we're facing some challenging times, there still are positive things that you can do for the family. And that's what's so important. It is about family. And it's about also reaching out to someone that might be a living alone, giving them a call, or even gifting them, even with this book, which will encourage them and bring out that child-like spirit in them. So, Dr. Carroll, again, I just thank you for being my friend. Thank you for continuing to write. Oh, my God. You, this is the opportune time, I know, for you to get another book out. <laughs> so, no, no, I, no. I can't. Again, I need a, I you need gotta a rest. Off. You got to rest. You got to rest. You got to rest. I know. But there's so many other things that she does. And I just want to give a shout out to you as the president of the Orange County chapter of the International Association of Women. So we want to give a shout out to one of our revered leaders, Dr. Carol Soloway, and for all the work that you're doing to help empower women as well. So God bless you. Listeners, this concludes my show today. Um, We've had two very fabulous women on today who dared to dream and risk setbacks, obstacles. They overcame and they're making changes and helping to change the world today. So thank you. I know you've been inspired because these women dare to dream again, take risk and transform not only their lives, but the lives of others. And I leave you with this. All things are possible if you dare to believe. Stay well. Stay tuned next week for another show on Transformation for Success. So God bless all of you. Stay well. Stay healthy. And we'll see you again soon. Dr. Carol, again, thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Be good. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) And give Aria my love. (laughs) We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.